0: Hey there! Welcome to episode 50 of the Authors Read podcast. I'm your host, Leah Ryan. Today's guest is Michael Stephen Daigle, and he'll read from his book, The Red Hand. Hello, my name is Michael Stephen Daigle. I'm the author of The Frank Nagler Mysteries. Uh, It's a series of four books set in an industrial town in New Jersey called Ironton, New Jersey. They follow the Uh, investigations of Detective Frank Nagler. Uh, He is a middle-aged guy who's got his own set of troubles. He grew up in the town and watched it rise and fall economically. Um, And his wife of of a few years in the Red Hand, which I'm about to read from, is dealing with a medical issue that uh, greatly affects Frank's concentration on the crime. Uh, The four books are The uh, Swamps of Jersey, A Game Called Dead, The Weight of Living, and uh, The Red Hand. The Red Hand is a prequel to all the other books uh, I had. When I was starting to write the fifth book in the series, I felt I needed to go back and examine a few parts of Frank's life, and that resulted in The Red Hand. The Red Hand is a symbol. It's left by a uh, serial killer at the crime scenes. Uh, He leaves his hand. And the, and the slogan, the, the hand of death at the scenes. Um, Kirkus Reviews um, reviewing The Red Hand called the book a winning origin story for one of modern fiction's expertly drawn detectives. Um, and I thank them greatly for that, that's high praise. Uh, this is a sample from the Red Hand, uh, in which Frank Nagler begins to tr- make that transition from uh, an un- unknowing, unprepared rookie detective to someone who may have a clue about what's going on. Um, it goes like this, Nagler walked, shook out the official chatter, the empty theories that what we need to find an answer talk, walked into the solace of Hummington, Ironton streets. An answer to what? People can leave, even an old lady with a bad hip. There's too little here, he thought, too much space to fill. So we fill it with what we don't know, we guess. The meeting with Foley produced some information. Nancy Harmon's sister from New York had called the department in January when a fellow doctor called her to inquire about the locked office. The Postal Service reported the mail had been piled into her post office box. And a number of patients reported the front to the front desk. Their concerns about her absence. An officer was assigned. The door was rattled. Neighbourhood, neighbouring homes and businesses were questioned. The mail was retrieved. And none of that information made its way to us. Nagler thought, "Why? Maybe the officer who knocked on the door was let go in the job cuts." He thought, "Did his job file the report now stuck in cubbyhold somewhere, and he's gone?" Foley also said the cab company had called in February to report Felice Felice Sanchez missing when she didn't come back to the garage at the end of her shift. Her empty cab was discovered two days later, and she was found dead in the Wilson Hotel two days after that. Jamie Wilson's boss had called the day after she went out for late lunch and never came back, Foley reported. All these pieces had never been connected because there was no reason to connect them three deaths about six months apart. They all seemed to be regular, random events. People die, get killed, sometimes no one is caught. Yet Mulligan said all these deaths were connected. Why are we holding on to that piece of evidence? In a second unsettling thought, why did Foley keep all of this to himself? Nagler walked, then paused at the train station site where Joan Chen was found. Could we have stopped the killer and saved you? He asked himself softly. Then another disturbing thought. Who gains by your death? Nigler had collected the list, the timetables, the reports, and absorbed the theories, and understood that these deaths could not be solved inside the four walls of the police department. But Mulligan's charge remained. This is an experiment in death. An experiment. Chemicals dumped into a glass vial, bubbling away, releasing a gas. A test. Can we get away with one? How about two? Then three. Testing methods, weapons. What if I make it look random? Will it take longer for them to catch on? What I sh- what should I leave to tell them who I am? Because the scientist does want recognition, after all. A little at a time. So Nagler walked. Martha's worried face hovered as he had lain in her bed. Her soft hand brushed his brow and cheek. So much to worry about, she had said. Give that worry to me. No, he thought. I can't give it to you. And then she had kissed him, warm lips lingering, and in that instant, took it. Walked, in the heat, thusky hours of midweek, Ironton streets bustling, shouting, sweaty dancing, past the shuttered factories, windows wired and broken glass spiderwebs of debris. He walked seeking ghosts, clues, understanding. Are you hiding in these shadows, your face a smear on the light, an echoed voice? Are you following, spying, choosing, jumping? I know these streets, grew up on them, chased friends down narrow alleys, waited as unsmiling mill workers trudged, limping smear faced back from the dark factory hollows, listened as the wind slammed through broken windows, through thin coats, under collars. I know how misery turns the smiles on kids' faces, I know how the darkness can descend, stealing hope. But I don't know you, don't know you. Yet, Nagler thought, walked. Asked, who knows, who among us knows, knows why, someone does, past the dark coolness of bars, doors open, the blast of cold from the air-conditioned pushing against the sidewalk heat, dry and burning, leaking jukebox sounds, the clinking of glasses of afternoon loneliness, past the grumbling train station, soot-covered seats, paint chipped, broken slats as an an old lady clutching two shopping bags, an eastbound train grinds in, in a whoosh of open doors, flat feet on metal stairs, slapping broken concrete. Riders step from shade to glare, and shield their eyes with a folded newspaper. A horn blast, squeaking metal wheels, then rolling, ground shaking in silence, past the dry riverbed, leaning wearily on the hot metal Sussex Street railing, head down, squinting against the watery glare cast from the last pools, hidden in the dry rocks and sand. Water so low from lack of rain the banks had hardened, browned, and cracked. He thought of Marion Feldman. We would have found you by now. Walked, called out, voices raw, demanded, waited. Past the stoops, the blocks of neighborhood stoops, old men with straw hats and beer in brown bags, women in long colored loose skirts, yanked thigh high and waist tied blouses, yelling at kids with soccer balls to watch for cars grandmas and diapered babies rocking on a corner of shade, sweat on soft cheeks, the sigh of innocence. Nagler walked. Are you all safe in your friendly groups? Will your laughter protect you? Peered into alleys seeking a shadow, down sunbaked streets looking for a face, squinting in the flashing sunlight, shining off shifting windshields into the wreckage of industrial industries past. Arched hollows and brick walls, birds birds flapping in gritty shade, plywood slathered doorways dripping, softened to paper. Are you hidden in the darkness or standing in plain sight? Walked, stared, seeking the soul of a city, ear tipped for a voice, questioned, waiting for a whisper, lives on hold. A a table seat empty, the question hanging unanswered space left where someone should be when do i begin to figure all this out when do i begin to feel i'm not running behind anymore when does this all make sense he leaned over the railing of the sussex street bridge and let his mind drift like the river of dark water that floated without logic around the rocks on the banks that curled and spiraled and with each pass ground away one more infinitesimal layer of stone making sand the tiny destruction of something solid he knew we needed to push this confusion aside to ask again what do we know this six women gone not gone gone would be voluntary they were taken that is a sample from the red hand by Michael Stephen Daigle um, thank you for listening and I appreciate very much the opportunity to talk about the um, the books uh, at this venue appreciate it very much thank you I'd like to thank Michael for sharing his book with us today, and thank you for listening to the Author's Read podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to the book. If you'd like to support the Author's Read podcast, please like, subscribe, or share. Until next time!